Let's come to God in prayer as we look at Luke 2 together. So let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, I ask that you would use me in my weakness to preach your word faithfully now. I pray that as we hear your word proclaimed to the shepherds in Luke 2, that we would also hear hear it as your word proclaimed to us tonight. Father, may we be changed by your word tonight. May you grow our faith in Jesus. May we be people who depend on him alone as our saviour and live for him as our king. Amen. Uh, Well, it's always nice to hear news of a newly born baby. In the 5pm congregation, we've had two new babies uh, born over the past week or so. Uh, Last Sunday, I actually had the privilege of announcing to the congregation the arrival of little Wesley Thomas, born to Brad and Crystal, who are still in Korea at this point, and little Joshua Wirt, born to Phil and Kate. And with the announcement of a new baby, we, of course, want to know all the details. What was the name? What's the gender? How much did they weigh? How long were they? What was the time of the birth? How's mums and mum and bubs doing? See, these details are important to us because they give us that first little picture of who this new baby is. Well, in our passage today, in Luke 2, particularly in verses 8 to 11, Uh, God, through his angel, announces the birth of the new baby, Jesus. Uh, But the details that God gives us about his birth isn't so much weight or height, but mission and identity. God, in his announcement, lets us know what this baby has come to do and who he truly is. And if we take the time now to listen to God's, listen to the details of God's announcement, we'll actually discover what Christmas is truly about, why it's so important, and what it means for each one of us today. See, while it's lovely to hear the announcement and details of baby Wesley or baby Joshua, it's actually life-saving to hear the announcement and accept the details of Jesus' birth at Christmas. So let me read again the announcement of God to the shepherds in verses 10 to 11 of Luke chapter 2, because that's where we're going to focus our attention tonight. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Saviour who is Christ the Lord. In announcing Jesus' birth to the shepherds, God makes two important details about Christmas known to us. Christmas is about Jesus being the saviour who rescues his mission and about Jesus being the king who rules his identity. And they're really the two points that I want us to think about tonight from this uh, passage. So firstly, Jesus, uh, Christmas is about Jesus being the saviour who rescues I don't know if you've ever thought of Christmas as a rescue mission before, but that's actually what it is. Think about what the angel says to the shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour. See, on that very first Christmas night, the one that we've just sung about, God sent us a saviour or a rescuer. Now, if God sends us a rescuer, that implies we need to be rescued. 
And perhaps some of you are here tonight and you're thinking, why would God think we need rescuing? Well, God's word tells us that we've all turned our backs on God. We haven't acknowledged that he has any real rights over us. We haven't loved him or others the way he tells us to. We might believe in God, but we just don't want him to be God over us. In many ways, we like ruling our own life without God interfering. But see, here's the problem, here's our predicament. When we reject God and reject his good rule over us, we actually reject the life and the care that's found in relationship with him. And we also stand condemned for our rebellion against God and face his just judgment of death and hell. And you see, we can't ourselves rescue us from this judgment. No amount of good rituals, good deeds, good intentions will get us out of this judgment. The offence of our ignoring God, our rejecting him, is too great. See, if we are going to be rescued, God himself has to pull that off. And amazingly, that is what he does for us at Christmas. The baby Jesus in that manger did not simp- was not simply born to be a good role model for us, nor was he simply born to be just a good teacher to give us life advice. He was born to be our rescuer, sent by God to save us from the wrath of God. See, as we go on to read in the gospel accounts uh, that Jesus grew up to be a man. He showed that he was also the son of God by healing the sick, casting out demons, controlling the wind and the waves, raising the dead to life. But it was actually through Jesus' death on the cross that he fulfilled and accomplished his rescue mission. Because at the cross, Jesus finally and completely dealt with our sin problem. He took on himself the punishment we deserve for our rebellion, our rejection of God. He he took on, instead of the hostility which marked our relationship with God, Jesus has brought us peace between God, as we see the angels point out later in verse 14. We can now be forgiven by God, accepted by him forever through faith in Jesus and his work at the cross. That's how we're rescued. See, our rescue uh, by Jesus is a little bit like this. Maybe you've heard this illustration before. But imagine you're at the beach. The two flags have been set up by the lifesaver to to mark out the safe place to swim. And as you head into the water, the lifesaver there says to you, just remember, keep between the flags and you'll be right. Go outside the flags and you'll end up in trouble. So you go in and for a while you do what the lifesaver says. Uh, You keep between the flags, but then you notice that the water outside the flags actually looks pretty good. Lots of good waves, not too many other people there. And so you start thinking, well, that lifesaver, I reckon he's just out to spoil my fun here. And so you start swimming outside the flags. But about 10 metres outside the flags, you suddenly get caught in a rip. The current drags you out to the open sea. No one sees you go, 
You try swimming against it, but it's no use. You only tire yourself out and become completely exhausted. Your situation is now hopeless. You're as good as dead. But then it hits you. There actually is one hope left. And it's found in the very person you've chosen to ignore and reject. The lifesaver. And so in humble desperation, you throw up your hand and you call out, hoping that he sees you with his binoculars. He does see you, and thankfully he comes in and saves you. You see, the God that you and I have refused to listen to, chosen to ignore, is the very God, the very one who comes to rescue us in his son, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, at the time of his birth, was also referred to as Emmanuel in Matthew chapter 1, which means God with us. God coming into the rough seas of our world to rescue helpless sinners who rejected him. But you see, Jesus not only puts his life in danger, he actually willingly gives it up unto death for sinners. We don't deserve to be rescued, but God the Son, Jesus, is a good and gracious lifesaver. He is merciful to all those who, he's merciful to those who have rebelled against God and promises to always rescue those who call out to him for salvation. That is why Christmas is good news of great joy, because God has sent us a lifesaver. Christmas is about being Jesus being the saviour who rescues. But secondly, God's announcement to the shepherds tells us that Christmas is about Jesus being the king who rules. See, the angel of the Lord not only calls Jesus saviour, but a saviour who is, verse 11, Christ the Lord. Now, sometimes people think that Christ is kind of like Jesus' surname, John Smith, Jesus Christ. Uh, But Christ is not actually Jesus' surname. As one writer puts it, it's more like a job description, kind of like Bob the plumber, Jesus the Christ. See, the word Christ actually means anointed one. Now, who gets anointed? Well, if you've seen the first series of The Crown on Netflix, you'll know that queens and kings get anointed. You see, in calling him Christ the Lord, God makes it known to these shepherds that this baby Jesus is to be God's king over God's world. This again shows us why Christmas is so important. Because it reminds us that there is someone in charge of the world that we live in. And we see this actually unpacked in further detail in the rest of the New Testament. After Jesus had died for his people on the cross to rescue them, God raised him to life as conqueror over sin and death and then seated him on his throne in heaven and made him ruler and ultimate judge of us all. The angel is reminding us here that we need a big view of this little baby. 
And you see, there's a lot of focus on the baby Jesus at this time of the year, understandably. Uh, You see pictures of the baby Jesus on cards. I saw him in a big glass box at Greensboro Plaza a few days ago. And sometimes these cute little images of Jesus bring out in us what I call the awe factor. We see him and think, oh, he's so cute. Well, God's message reminds us here that we should move away from an awe factor to an A-W-E awe factor, where we stand in awe of this baby Jesus, where we see him as the mighty king he came to be and remains today. See, Jesus is still alive, still ruling as God's king today. And one day God tells us that we'll all come before him and have to give an account of our lives, which is kind of scary if we're willing to be brutally honest about ourselves. Actually, that's why it's important that on that day, we don't just meet King Jesus as our judge, but also as our saviour. See, believe it or not, Christmas can actually be bad news of no joy for those who continue to reject or ignore God's King and Saviour, Jesus. But for those who acknowledge Jesus as their saviour and king, Christmas truly is, as the angels say, great good news of great joy. Christmas is about Jesus being the saviour who rescues and the king who rules. Now, I don't know if you think it's strange that God would choose to announce the birth of his saviour king to regular Joe Shepherds. I mean, the angel could have uh, been sent to the rulers and the people of influence in the nearby big city of Jerusalem. But instead, God chose to start giving his life-saving announcement to no-name shepherds in a field. And I think that shows us how committed God is to bringing this good news of great joy to all the people. Verse 10. So these shepherds may in many ways, have been unknown or hidden from the rest of society out there in the field, but God saw them out there. God loved them, and God told them of the one who could save them. Now, perhaps you're actually here tonight, and and you feel a little bit like the shepherds, maybe a little bit forgotten by other people this Christmas, not very important, perhaps stuck in a job you don't love, The shepherds remind us that God sees you, God loves you, and tonight through his word he has made known the life-saving message of Jesus to you. So if you're not a follower of Jesus, why not make this Christmas the best one yet by trusting in Jesus for forgiveness and bowing the knee to him as your good saviour king? But if you do know Jesus, then let me encourage you to keep making the main thing, the main thing, this Christmas. See, it's only when we keep coming back to God's message here that Jesus has come as our Saviour King that we'll remember that Christmas truly is good news of great joy for us as his people. I've been reminded of this over the past week. 
as my family has felt the disappointment of Christmas plans disrupted because of the whole Sydney COVID cluster thing. Uh, My brother and his family were supposed to fly down uh, from Sydney and spend Christmas with my family, uh, but then they had to abandon their plans due to new restrictions. And we were really looking forward to seeing them. Haven't seen them the whole year long. And perhaps some of you are having similar disappointing experiences this Christmas season. See, when Christmas plans get disrupted, it is disappointing. And the joy of Christmas sometimes feels like it just gets sucked out. But my brother himself actually reminded our family this week how the good news of Jesus is actually the perfect antidote to the bad news of disrupted Christmas plans. Uh, He wrote on our family WhatsApp, "Uh, We're very disappointed not to be coming. Lots of tears today. COVID is being a real Grinch. It's a good reminder that Christmas is about Jesus and we can celebrate that wherever we are. And you see, that's what I think I needed to be reminded of in the lead-up to Christmas Day, that as followers of Jesus, we still have reason to celebrate and give thanks even amidst our tears, tears of disappointment when our Christmas plans don't go the way we want them to, which is actually always the very real risk, particularly when you've got young children, as I've discovered over the last three years. But you see, tomorrow, it's good to remember this, that our Christian hope isn't bound up in the experience of Christmas Day, but in the substance of the Christmas message, which is Jesus. For Christmas tells us that Christ has come and rescued us from sin through his death on the cross. We are now forgiven. We now have peace with God, no longer standing condemned as rebels before him. And Christmas tells us that Christ came as king. God raised him from the dead, and now he rules the world and will one day welcome us into his heavenly kingdom to live with him together as his people. No more disappointment, no more COVID, just peace, safety, and happiness forever. Jesus has come to us as the saviour who rescues and the king who rules. So let's cling to that good news of great joy this Christmas. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the good news of great joy that you have given us at Christmas. Thank you that Jesus has come to us as our rescuer, And thank you that our Saviour still lives and still rules the world as King. As we go into Christmas Day tomorrow, may we not be overcome by the business of the day or overcome by the disappointment of what it could have been. But may we be overcome by thankfulness for what you have done for us in Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen.